Welcome to Planning on the Edge, a podcast presented to you by the Town of Yarmouth's Planning Advisory Committee. I'm Caroline Robertson, the Town Planner, and our topic today is the future planning for open doors. Uh, welcome everybody. Let's go around and say who's at the table. Uh, hello everyone. I'm Marie Atkinson, returning officer for the Town of Yarmouth. Ken Crosby, member of Planning Advisory Committee. Martha Cassidy, member of the Planning Advisory Committee. Nick Doucette. IT administrator of the town of Yarmouth and organizer of this podcast and the fifth person when somebody decides not to show up. (laughs) Well, we we had limited people to choose from because so many of the members of the PAC are running (laughs) in this this election. Yes. (laughs) We kind of drafted some people, you know. Yeah, a little bit, but you're always welcome, Nick. Well, thank you. Bring a great perspective. Um, So across Nova Scotia municipalities, Uh, We are preparing for municipal elections. With this process, there are lots of candidates, ideas, and visions for the future of our communities. The town of Yarmouth is no exception. Many candidates are running with similar campaign slogans surrounded around the ideas of opening doors or making things easier. Uh, With so many people talking about the future, for this episode, the Planning Advisory Committee would like to take the time to step back and talk about the next four years for the town what is working and where they would like to see changes. And we're starting out today with Marie because we want to ask her all (laughs) the questions we could possibly have about election day and the polls and how it's going to work. So our listeners are well informed. Uh, So Marie is our returning officer for the town of Yarmouth and she's here to provide us with all the information. Um, So Marie, let's talk first about our final list of candidates who will be running for, uh, because the public needs to know who they're going to be voting for. Yes, they do. There's lots of signs out there. <laughs> there are. Um, for mayor, we have Charles A. Crosby, Pam Mood, and Doris Powell. Those are the three candidates for mayor. Is that is that normal? You've been the returning officer before. Usually, how many names get put in the rice for? Oh, that that's not mayor. unusual. That's not unusual. No, three. No, no. But the next list is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the candidates for council are. Donald J. Barry, Wade Cleveland, Teresa Dalton, Gil Dares, Madeline Dawes, Ed de Grobois, Sandy Tennis, Clifford Hood, Mike Innes, Rona Jamison, Daniel W. McIsaac, Jim McLeod, Phil Mooney, Neil L. Rogers, Jillian Rowley, John B. Ryan, Michael Tavares, and David Tupper. Now uh, that's a mouthful. I, yeah, we wow. have a lot to choose from. How how long are the bo- ballots? Oh, the ballots <laughs> are going to be oh, yeah. foot long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that's an exaggeration, but I've never seen it. I've never seen that many. Like there's before. 18, is there? Yeah. Total? There's 18. Wow. I think yes. the year I ran, there were 13. So. Yeah. 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 But there's <laughs> lots of lots of enthusiasm. Lots of. Lots of people are out there, and all of our existing councillors have re- offered yes. to real yes offered have. for re-election. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. But we have one empty spot. We have one empty spot. The because passing of, of Ken. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's for sure. Um, for school board, should I mention school board as well? Please, sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, school board um, in the town. We have, we have um, uh, Melanie Kenny. She was acclaimed, so she didn't have to go through the election process. And she would have been for District 6 for the school board. In District 7, we have Michael Drew and John Levesque. So those are the two that are running in District 7 
uh, for the school board. So those would be the people who, th who mem uh, the residents of the town of Yarmouth would, would be voting for? The, the, that section, it's divided Stars Road, the center line of Stars Road. Okay. Um, to the north would be the district that would be voting for Michael Drew and John Lebeck. Okay. 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 And the district from the south side of Stars Road and the other way, the south, has um, already been decided. She's been claimed. Okay. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are most welcome. So there's been lots of questions, and people have been asking where they get the information about where to where to vote and how it all works. Oh well, they can they can call the returning office anytime. They can pop in. Um, there's 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 going there's been an ad in the paper. Um, so everybody can get a good list. That's where I copied that from. The so do you have your number the for them to call? What's the phone number? Seven four two six six eight three. Okay, perfect. Nine oh two. Nine oh two. We have two area codes now. Yes. You got to yes. remember that. Yes, I oh. know. Yeah. And where would they go to visit the returning office? They would go to the town hall here at the town of Yarmouth, and they would go downstairs. We're downstairs off the back parking lot, and we're open from eight thirty to four thirty every day. Well, not Sunday, excuse me. <laughs> but Saturday? Saturday. Saturday, we're not open either. Okay. So, so Monday to Friday, 30 to 4.30. Right. Which is traditional town hall office, office hours. Okay. Office okay. hours. Okay. You, can, yes. okay. you can go down. Yes. How many people can I vote for? You can vote for um, one for mayor. Mm -hmm. And for council, you can vote for up to six. Do I have to vote for six? No, you don't. That's why I said up to, up to six. Up to six. Yes. Yes. So okay. you can vote for one, you can vote for three, you can vote for six. Yes. Or four, five, or two. It's entirely it's up, up to you. It's entirely yeah. up to okay. you how many you want to vote for. Yes. Okay. And, and I was being asked uh, where people go to vote, but people don't go to a place to vote anymore, do they? Um, for people to vote, they can vote at home. They can vote at home. They can vote at their camp, wherever they've got a phone. Or wherever they've got a computer, computer. Okay. Um, they can come down to the town hall. We're open w whenever we're open. They can come there and vote. It's all electronic voting. It's we totally electronic. We haven't so touched on that at all. It was all electronic voting last time. Is yes. that correct? Yes, and it went very well. And it went very it well. Sure did. In, yeah. in your opinion, yeah. it went very. It, it, did. Very it really went did. very well. Now we also have we have a polling station in the returning office itself, so people can come there and we can help if they want help. We can help them with mm -hmm. the process. Yep. It we're we're there to, to do whatever we can to help everyone. S still electronic. Still, still electronic. Still yep. Totally. And, and so your your hours of operation on election day itself are going to be eight to seven. Eight to seven. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, all right, that that helps. How do I vote using the telephone? Um, people are going to get people are going to get um, a letter. It hasn't come out yet, but it's going to come out, and all the information is going to be on this letter that people get. They can vote by phone if they want, uh, or they can vote by computer. Okay. You, and you, could, you don't have to be in Canada to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You it's can be amazing. anywhere. Yes. Yep. Yes. So <laughs> if I'm old-fashioned and I really just want to come in and see a ballot and do it on on election day, there's nowhere I can do that? Or is there? A, do I there's come in and there's something electronic I do? It's just the electronic voting. There's no paper ballot. Okay. But you'll see it, the, the ballot will be on the computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll be. Uh, you'll oh see okay. it. It'll be the same thing. It just won't be on paper. It just so, and I'll do that in the returning office on the first. You can, floor of or you can do it home, <laughs> or you can do it home. I have to say, uh, during the last municipal election, when we also had electronic voting, uh, I was making phone calls for one of the candidates, 
the number of people my age and older who were telling me just how much fun it had been to sit at home with their computer or their phone and place their ballot. Um, you know, one, one person said to me, I just had my hair up in curlers and I was still able to <laughs> vote, you know? Yeah. It, it really, I was so impressed. And the other thing that happened that I recall is that the results were in very quickly. Oh. About five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yes. Usually, usually it takes an hour or two hours, depending. Yeah. But five minutes max, and we, we knew the results. Yeah. Did we see a higher rate of people voting as a oh, result? Oh, there was. Yes. There was last yeah. time. Yeah. And um, there's there was a lady. I know this lady. She's 96, <laughs> and um, and she was so thrilled just to be home and just do it on her computer. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. It was Great. a wonderful election, and um, the results came in quickly. And I think it was a good experience for everyone. I didn't hear anybody who uh, who thought it was a bad idea. You know, yeah. it's great. Yeah, no, it went really, really well. On so the on the topic of uh, people not having to be in the country, my dad is going on vacation during the two weeks of the election, so he's going to be able to vote yeah. in the U.S. Yes. when he goes mm -hmm. to be sure a will. part of the election, which sure is great. Will. It's really good yeah. to see. It's really opened it up and made it freer for everyone. Yeah. So yes. if I don't have a computer. If you don't have a computer, you can go to your friend's computer, or you can do it on the phone. Uh, so I don't need it to do it on the phone. No. No, I don't. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. So, who's who votes for the town of Yarmouth? Do you have to be a resident in the uh, town? Yes, the resident. So it's not a property owner. It's no, it's got nothing to do with it. And apparently, years and years and years ago, it did, but mm -hmm. it doesn't. It hasn't for a long time. It's mm -hmm. not anymore. No. Um, I've seen some questions on Facebook from people about that, or if they're property owners in the town but they don't live here, and they they feel they have a stake and would like to vote. So I no. just wanted to clarify yeah. that. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. there's nothing. You have to be a resident of the town. Yeah, but yeah. when I first started voting, um, property owners were the only people who had the right to vote. Is that right? Yeah, but that wow. wasn't in Nova Scotia. So oh, okay, 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 okay. I got you now. Any questions or okay. any other questions or anything? Um, so is there more? Is there somewhere that is there a site or, or anywhere that the public can find out more information about the candidates that they'll be voting for? If they want to go on the town of Yarmouth website, they can. There's all kinds of information there. The candidates' names are all there. Does it have anything about their platforms or what they stand for? The mm. Vanguard had that this the week. Vanguard, yes. Yep. This week, I uh, haven't read the newspaper yet. It was. It was in. I think it was. It was either released yesterday or today. I saw it. I don't know if it was last week or no, not. No, it was, it it was this, this week. This, 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 it was this week? This, this issue, yeah. yeah. One thing I've heard the candidates saying is that there doesn't seem to be as many debates as there used to be. If How if can you have a debate <laughs> with 18 <laughs> people? <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 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 Take all night. <laughs> That's one thing I've been hearing from yeah. some of the yes, candidates. Yes, it no it's, it's unfortunate. But and and some of the candidates that I've spoken with said that they're not going to do a debate unless it's everybody, and you can't do a debate with everybody, so mm -hmm. he wouldn't be a part of one. He or she wouldn't be a part of one mm. uh, if, mm -hmm. if it was. It's too bad because one of the things that I find really kind of frustrating, I might be overstepping saying this, but as a resident in the town, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of posts on Facebook and comments from f people who are running, and they don't always have their facts right. They're not accurate about what they're saying. And yeah. I wish that there was a public forum where they 
could be corrected or challenged because pe- uh, the average person, if they come to your door, who maybe doesn't watch every council meeting like mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. or n- re- know the Municipal Government Act as well as you can, yep. um, may not realize that the promises they're making may not be something yeah. they can follow through on. Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I did mention to somebody uh, the other day that uh, that you know it's one thing to promise these things but the fact of the matter is that as a town council that's where that that's where the rubber meets the road and so individuals acting alone aren't I- it just doesn't happen that's not the way our government is set up exactly um i i think the only way you could possibly divide it would be the returning candidates and then the new candidates but that puts no, it's just not possible. With 18 with 18 running it would be an all-day event. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. It's too bad. Yes. <laughs> it really yes. is. So Cuz that kind of environment would yeah. challenge, you know, the people yeah. who are running, they've kind of they're seasoned, they've learned really that maybe some of the promises they made when they were running weren't <laughs> <laughs> possible and they could correct yeah. uh, the new people running. <laughs> well, when, when I was on council, it didn't take me long to find out that I had one vote only. Yes. Yeah. And really, you know, that's there's usually an orientation, certainly with school board, there's an orientation session. And I suspect there is uh, for council. Mm -hmm. And and that's probably one of the first things that that you're told is you're one vote. You have input. uh, But in the end, it's a council decision. And once the decision has been made, agree with it or not, you support it yes. publicly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, that's and, and probably the <coughs> most interesting thing that I uh, was told when I started with the school board was sit beside a different person every week or every meeting because that way you will get a, a different perspective. Yeah. Um, I always tried to do that. It, it worked, I thought. I got to know the, count the commissioners better. When exactly can we start voting? October the 7th, which is a Friday, at 8.30 in the morning. And you can vote continually through to October 15th at 7 o'clock in the evening. Midnight? 7 o'clock in the evening. Yes, but can you also vote at midnight? Not that night. Not that night. Okay. No. okay. It's continuous so voting. It's until continuous. October the 17th. October the 15th. 15th. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. At 7 p.m. That's that's when it closes down. Yep. So when do the new councillors actually get sworn in? Um, if we have new councillors, we'll have at least one new councillor. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They have a they usually have a ceremony mm-hmm. af- after the election. They have a ceremony. It's usually a couple weeks after <coughs> the election. So yeah. we so the general public shouldn't expect to see them at ha- having a council meeting probably till November. Probably November. Mm-hmm. Usually the union of Nova Scotia municipalities does the orientation. And they usually have that in Halifax, and that's usually early November, unless they've changed it. But okay. So yeah, October 15th, they could probably do it before Halloween, yeah. but, but it would be a bit of a rush because... Yeah. So yeah. we as the planning advisory committee are going to have to get our, our stuff together because we're going to have to educate on planning, right? Make sure that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that <laughs> any new, new counselors are on board and know what we've been working on <laughs> and how it all works. And how long are our nominations, uh, our, our um, t- terms, our terms on planning advisory? The advisory committee? 
Oh, yeah. Sure, that's a good question. <laughs> it I think it's longer than two years. I think. All right, well, I was just meaning when if it's one year, some of us will be gone, and no. they'll have more new meat. It's not one year. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it takes a year for you to get used to things oh, and yeah. learn goodness. the rules, oh, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Going going back to the election, since that's our topic, topic. We're ta- our topic mm-hmm. we're talking on. Is there any more questions, or I can get to the question that I had for Marie? <laughs> you feel free well, to ask. He your has question. a question. I oh. have. I had a question, and I actually asked her this because uh, I wasn't really sure whether or not this was public information or not. But the enumeration happens where people go door to door and get voters registered. I was always curious on how big of a hit or miss was it when they went door to door and got voters registered. So I asked her how. What was the number of residents that are registered to vote in the town of Yarmouth, and she has that number. Well. In in 2012, which would have been the last election, yeah, there was 4,152 electors. And this year, in 2016, there was 4,056. Hmm. So that sounds probably about accurate. I'm mm-hmm. guessing our population mm-hmm. declined a little bit. No, the the um, yes, it, it's. So, so I went and I looked up this from StatsCan, the population, not of the town as a whole, but the population of people aged 18 plus that could vote. Mm-hmm. And that was 5,090, which is around 80%, mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. was our success success rate of the enumeration. Yes, yes. So about 80% of, of the residents during the enumeration process they voted w- w- are eligible to vote eligible. and are signed on to yeah. vote. Yes. That's so. that's really good. That uh, the enumerators deserve a big hand for that. I'd give it to them, but I'm not real sure if they'll <laughs> frown everybody <laughs> out because they did an awesome job. It's not easy being an enumerator. Yeah. So if you're not on the list to vote and you decide you want to vote and you come down and you are a resident of the town, is it too late? No, you can do that right up until we close election night. Okay, and they do that at the returning office. Yes. Yes. So the the uh, complex in which I live has people coming and going in between elections. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see an enumerator. There they went to they went to every home and if there was nobody home the first time they went, they left a yellow card. Okay. And the yellow card had on it the name of the enumerator mm-hmm. and how they could get a hold of them. And um, they left that and then if they didn't hear back from them, they were to go back again with a pink card. It was a hot pink yeah. so that it would yep. stand out. Yep. And they left a card saying for them to call me personally with my phone number. Okay, so would every household have... Th- I, I didn't get one. Uh, I live in an apartment complex. Right. Um, I'm not sure that anybody else in my complex did. Is it possible that they went to the landlord and got the, that information? No, no. They can't go to the landlord and get the information. It has to be so got from the resident. So you want to make sure you get your, your paper, yes. Martha. Well, yeah. I, I, I came in in order to ensure that I was on the voters list. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess perhaps I may ask you afterward whether or not... Um, Roughly how many people you have at my address okay, sure. who are already on. Would you be able to, to do that without having names? I w- I w- you come see me after, after we're through with okay. this podcast and we'll talk. Okay. 
Okay, thank you. You're welcome. So when the numerator came to my house, they didn't ask for my name. They just asked how many people can vote here. And I said two. Okay, they didn't ask you. Oh, I they didn't they didn't ask you for your name? No. Did they know you? No. She asked my name. Yeah. <laughs> and and checked yeah. me off on a yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, just 48 Elm Street and how many people here can vote? Two. That was wow, it. they should have. They're supposed to ask your name so if there's So there. should I check and see if my Probably name is on idea. the voters list and that would be here that is compiled now mm -hmm. that's here yes now. you live so in the town yeah everybody Absolutely. goes see maria yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. come on down yeah, i'm really I'm, <coughs> I'm really glad you brought some <laughs> of that I'm up i'm just <laughs> wondering because you know if some people if that's happened to many people yeah well i mean my name might be on the list i don't know yeah. but yeah. Yeah. but I'm wouldn't it be it. amazing if we could increase it up to like 90% of the the voting <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, i was yeah. looking at 80% and i'm yeah. like well there's one in 5 people that are not on the list to vote yeah. that's 20% of the population that just either doesn't want to vote or is not on the list to vote mm -hmm. that maybe they want to vote and they're not on the list and they have to come down and mm -hmm. and see it so and maybe they don't realize and they're not paying attention exactly, and they miss the right? dates or mm -hmm. something yeah. well exactly. and and to a certain extent every 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 person residing in a community has an obligation to ensure that they, that they can take part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So That's really important. Yeah. The, um, the turnout for municipal elections in the past, uh, when I ran, has been very, very low. I'm gathering from you that with the electronic and telephone voting, that has increased? It has. It has. That's a good thing. It is. Because I've seen 25%. Oh, oh right. I know, oh I know. Geez, <gasps> it's low. been really, really low. Yeah. But we did really well last time. Yeah. What so was the percentage last time? It was 79.7. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. great. See, yeah. that's, that that's was, it was 79.7% Yes. last time. Yeah. Has any effort been made to speak to some of the students in our community or student population that would be of eligible voting age? I'm not sure if any of the candidates have. We, have, we haven't as a town. We haven't no. talked to them. Because I wonder if NSCC students who maybe live here only a few months of the year or something, mm -hmm. if it has occurred to them that they m they are eligible to vote, mm -hmm. they are correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so that they could be voting in this election. Yeah. Yeah. So so I have a grand a grandchild uh, attending university in Antigonish. Right. So uh, he should vote in Antigonish. Where does he live? Where's his residence? Well, he's at university in Antigonish, so. But where's his home his residence? His home would be in the municipality of the District of Yarmouth. Okay, then that's where. That's, that's where his right. parents live, but he currently would be. It would depend on where he intended to return when he finished. Okay, so so students who graduated last year and who are over 18. And if they're on their own, if they're out on their own. Yes. They, they vote where they are where they are but I if they're at university then they should vote where their home is if that's where their home is yes that was my that was my understanding when i went to university mm -hmm. and we could pick which where if yeah. we where which we place? identified as where we live we could sure. only vote once yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. W for one riding yeah. but if we i grew up in bedford if i wanted to vote for within the bedford area then i could do that or i could vote within the uh university mm -hmm. area of downtown when mm -hmm. i went to dow yeah yeah so that's that's really interesting because there certainly was a time when that was, you know, there were a whole bunch of people who. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been like that for a while. 
So NSCC students, <laughs> make sure you vote. <laughs> you're welcome to vote in the town wow, selection. Yes. Yeah. Come yes. on out, because I Especially bet that's part of Especially if you're going to stay, stay, stick around. Yeah. I know yes. a lot of students and we that want you come to, to the town yeah. and end up staying because they yeah. love it. So. Yeah. Young professionals. But if they, if they live out in the country and, and um, they come to town to the community college, they would vote where they, they live. Yes, yeah. they would vote where, the they're, where they're residing yes. Yeah. Yes. for school. Yes. yes. Yeah, although I think most students live in the town because that's yeah. where the rental opportunities are. Is that right? I think so. Most tends to be students the general from trend. away. Yeah. There are quite a few from the county that sure, live at home sure. that go, but I, they would vote for in the county anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And this information, just to clarify for our listeners, is all related to the town of Yarmouth. Yes. This yeah. is how yes. voting yes. works in the town. Yes. Um, so there's not electronic voting in the not municipality. Everywhere. No. 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 All right. Well, thank you so much, Marie. Well, you're welcome. I thank you for having me. Oh, it's <laughs> good to get the information out. It is. Um, because we want our percentage to go way up again this time, because we did really well last time. Yeah. Well, anything we can do to help. 79% is something to be proud of. Yeah, That's almost so. PEI figures. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And thank you. That's pretty good. Yeah, I just want to give you an opportunity. Is there any final information you want to give to the public? Get out and vote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Thank you so Thank you. much. Thank, Thank you for having me. Okay, so we're going to let Marie step out, and then we're going to have a conversation. Um, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> so in this part of this episode, we thought the few members of the Planning Advisory Committee that aren't running um, within the election uh, might like to talk a little bit about the next four years for the town just on a general basis we don't have to talk about the candidates we're supporting or anything like that mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we we've been talking a lot about the future and I'm sure we've got some ideas about where we want to go how we want to move forward so this is our opportunity um, and I want <laughs> I wanted to start by making you all uh, say one just one word about your focus for the next four years uh, the that might be fun because I had to sit there and think. I wonder, like, what if I could encompass what I want the next four years of the town to look like? If I could do it in one word. Service. Service. Growth. Growth. Putting me on the spot there, Caroline. I'm sorry, I, Nick. I I I lost for words on for one word to describe or where I want to see the town in four years. Nothing. So a lot to nothing put on. pops in your head. Ask me in 15 minutes. I'll think of something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll come back to you. I think mine's development, so I think we're all kind of... Development, yes. I think, applies to service and growth. That's that's where I am. So, And that's, I think, been our focus for the last two years yeah. that I've been here, at mm -hmm. least, and will continue to be. Um, so, the Planning Advisory Committee just completed a full review of the Town's Municipal Planning Strategy and Land Use Bylaw. And as part of this process, we talked a lot about the future. Um, and I wanted to give an update to our listeners. The new municipal planning strategy and land use bylaw were, um, at our last episode, we said that it was approved by council and we were waiting for provincial approval. Well, it was approved by the province and the new documents became law on August 23rd. 2016. So we're actually using those now. <laughs> and I'm working on the six-month land use bylaw review to oh fix my any possible <laughs> <laughs> issues that might arise <laughs> from that. Um, so <laughs> it never ends. Um, 
My question, are you guys tired of talking about the future yet? <laughs> that's why we're on the committee. Yeah, well that's, that's where it's at in the future, right? <laughs> that's what planning is, isn't it? Yeah. All about it the is. future. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about what's going on now. It's about planning for the future. So. Reacting is, uh, is not good planning. Yeah. Best to be proactive. Exactly. So those words you guys just said, uh, would you like to elaborate on them? What changes are you thinking that you would like to see in the town? <laughs> Silence. It see, it was easier for them to just say one word, word Nick. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I can't do it in one word. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it in one word. Well, I was just letting Ken have, have a oh, few words because, you, <laughs> because otherwise <laughs> I'll talk to him. I think, uh, well, I just want to see the town continue to grow the way that it has been growing. And um, doing things to attract new business, attract new employers, and so forth. And uh, yeah, that's basically well, it's two or three words instead of one. So you're not really looking for change because you like what's happening. <laughs> continue yes, to I keep do. Working. Yeah, 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 I do. Uh, I I can't think of any real change that I would like to see we will see change i'm sure mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. but i can't think of anything that i really can put my finger on that i'd like to see are there any changes that you're scared are going to happen based <laughs> on things you've heard people talk about that they want to see <laughs> is there anything that you just think that cannot happen <laughs> not really no, no. <laughs> don't want to see the why move out of town no oh, no <laughs> no that would be horrible. Yeah. 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 I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. The why moving out of town? Like, are they planning on doing that? No, it? I don't think Just they're planning on it. But the mariners Well, there was certainly, I attended a meeting at one point, I think in 2015, where there was some discussion about uh, whether or not there could be a bigger sports complex okay. on the property of the Mariners Center. Yeah. And... If you, it's unlikely that a population the size of ours could handle the maintenance of two pools. So that was some of the discussion, yeah. Yeah. and certainly the uh, the um, the people from the the Y board made their case very well that mm -hmm. it it that is an activity that should remain right downtown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was good. Doesn't mean we can't upgrade our facilities, but it's just nice to see it continue to be run and maintained by the Y, which yeah. is a terrific organization. Absolutely. And to have it in the downtown where the people who need it and utilize that service the most can access it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one thing I, and speaking about uh, sports complex or recreation, whatever, one thing that I would like to see in this town is an indoor walking park mainly for seniors, but could be for anybody. But, and I think that's where we missed the boat way back when we first built the Mariner Center, that we didn't put two sides on that and have the- mm -hmm. The walking track. Yeah, mm -hmm. because you go to Truro and my wife- Every, every new arena now, because yeah. I've been to all of them. I've been to Berwick's, I've been to the Lunenburg County Lifestyle Center in Bridgewater, I've been to the one in Liverpool, which is named the Ameri-Center, Ameri I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tr the one in Truro, I've been to all of them in Halifax, and they all have walking tracks. Yeah, 
Very every good. single one of Especially them. Especially for the senior population. Yeah. Yeah. But we can all go f for a walk in the mall, can we not? Yeah. Pure during mall hours. <laughs> only during the hour. Oh, I, I think the mall no, is. Yeah. Isn't the mall only open it's during, only during hours? hours? Oh, I thought yeah. I understood that it. I know they do open earlier. Yes. And they do go in in the morning. Yeah. So when the mall itself opens at like I think seven in the morning. Don't quote me on that. The stores themselves don't open till nine thirty. Mm -hmm. But the mall itself opens at like seven, and then yeah, yeah. as far as I know, there are. That was my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. and I, I know the. Uh, the the track the walking track in Truro yes which is the only one that we're familiar with because we have relatives up there and we go there quite often and my wife always goes and walks there it has a certain it's made of a certain Softer. kind it, it's much easier on her feet and mm -hmm. her yeah. legs mm -hmm. and she walked it and didn't even bother her legs whereas mm -hmm. if she walks you know yes on, on a hard surface whatever, yep. it's, it, yeah yeah so yeah, but if anyway, you have any kind of mobility issues or you're recovering yeah. from surgery, yeah. it's a so really any helpful to have yeah. those kind of spaces. So any counselor that wants to be listening uh, <laughs> <laughs> wants to come and tell me they'll build one, I'll vote for them. We all consistently <laughs> like to see walking or indoor walking paths. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, Martha, you said services. This is another, I'm going to throw another word out that I've been hearing people talk about amalgamation is that is that what you're thinking by services no i think it's it's more an attitude um <coughs> excuse me i had an opportunity to do some traveling this past summer and i noticed some interesting things um a, a community which is that puts people first has things like, uh, w one of the things I found really fascinating is I was coming into town, into one of the town, city, uh, there was a, a truck wash and an RV wash and a dumping station, <gasps> all in the same place. No, you know, there, there was a, a sign probably a, a mile ahead of it, and then you just pulled off and there it was. Um, you know, we have one or two seagulls. <laughs> and we have a little Just salt spray. Two. And if I was, you know, if, if I was coming from someplace else with an RV, I might prefer to kind of wash off the seagull or wash <laughs> off. And, and dumping, you know, some of these rigs are quite large. And so a dumping station in a gas station isn't necessarily convenient. Um, but in order to think about doing that kind of thing, you have to be thinking, okay, if I came to this community, what are the things I need, want? Mm -hmm. and, um, and I don't think we do that enough. Mm. Um, I talked to, so, so I'm talking about an attitude towards serving people. Um, the um, I, I assume that when the ridership warrants it, that our transit system will expand either its routes or its stops. Mm -hmm. um, y you know that kind of thing. But then you're looking at a demand, and and that's 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 coming. The demand comes at you as opposed to thinking about what would be good for people. Mm -hmm. So now I'm talking about an attitude more than anything. Um, well, I think, because um, I, I talked to 
business investors and developers daily. That's most of my job. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to them and they're coming from outside and they're looking at the town, they see a lot of potential in the town, a lot. But they want to see the numbers that prove sure. that there's a business case sure. for whatever it is that they've got in their head they're going to do yeah. and, and build and develop. So Natalie has done a terrific job, the town economic development officer, of actually creating some economic profiles and having those numbers ready and, mm -hmm. and really nice packages that we can hand to people when they come so that they, they investors actually can see those numbers and say, yes, there's a reason for me to be in southwestern Nova Scotia or to be in the town of Yarmouth. Um, but that that's being service. That's that service. service. We're yep. doing our best. That's service. We want to make it as easy as possible. Yes. They're yeah. welcome, and any idea yeah. is welcome. But in the end game, it's got to be worth their while to do it. And sure. so that's that's really what we're working on now. We've got to get a few big investors to come and start something, and then everybody else will come too. I'd love to see a parking garage. I'm not sure why, because <laughs> I'd bark at my house, but. <laughs> But but uh, you know I the seagulls hear wouldn't get you. Pardon? The seagulls wouldn't get the you. The seagulls yeah. wouldn't get you. That's mm. true. But you know I hear people complaining that they can't they can't find a place to park and they will walk three times farther from the parking area of the mall into the store wherever it is they want to go and yet not in downtown. Not in downtown where there is a an aspect of our psyche, I guess, that that wants us to be able to park right in front of where yeah. we go. And, um, you know, a parking garage, uh, I think, m might be a kind of a good idea. Um, I'm well, just, I can't figure out where to put it yet. It's <laughs> interesting because uh, that's a great idea. And council yeah. has a mandate for parking, particularly in the downtown. Mm -hmm. Um and our parking lots, we, we regularly keep a study to see what capacity level is. And, and parking theory is you don't want to go o over 80% demand. And we're well within where it's supposed to be. So we're not where parking theory says okay. we should be looking at putting in new parking yet. Okay. Everybody theoretically going to the downtown should be able to find a parking spot within good It's just when big events distance. happen. Just like yeah. where anywhere is there's else. There's yeah. occasionally times where it may be difficult. Yes. Yeah. Um, that being said... I'm kind of curious to see if there's any really entrepreneurs out there who might have a piece of land and might see the benefit of putting in some paid parking and and yeah. maybe competing with the town because why not? Yeah. If that's a business. Yeah. yeah. Um, Once again, a service attitude. Yes. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And and that's really an attitude shift, I think, for the public and our developers I think you're right. and our landowners. Yep. Then anybody else, they need to see the potential in their town and be ready to start meeting the demands and the needs. I think that's one of the the, the realities of of a small community. We've got we understand the fishing industry. We understand the civil service and and the the service sort of industry as such. But we don't look at other ways. We, you know, um, I don't know where the nearest paid parking garage would be but i'll bet it's halifax halifax mm. would be yes sure. so so it's not something that we you know it's it's something that we might use if we go to halifax but how cool could it be to have something like that here yeah. and and one of the places i went to this summer um i went in took a ticket and parked and when it came time to leave i 
put the ticket in and it said, what's your license number? And I filled that in. It said, you owe us four bucks. You were here two hours. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I like the ones where you don't even have to take a ticket. You can put your visa in as you go in and then you just put your visa in as you go out and it prints out your bill and you're like, oh, that was so easy. Yeah. I didn't have to because I always lose the ticket. <laughs> well, I had that option of the, the visa, but I, um, I was just, it was good that way. I, I was. I thought, gee, that's really convenient. And yeah. Um, mm. Well, I'm, I'm going to be careful of my wording, but there is a business who wants to, d- who is intending, and they've announced it, but I don't think it's my place to announce it. So <laughs> if it's not totally out there to the public, then I'm not going to say their name. But there is a quite large business that is looking at putting in a very large office building in our downtown. On a on a site that is going to it's going to be awesome for them, but they right. probably won't be able to put in as much parking demand as they will have for the amount of jobs they will be offering. So my goodness, if you were someone who owned land in that general area, wouldn't it be smart to open up a parking garage and partner with them right That's now? Right. Wow. <laughs> yes. And 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 how much more convenient and comfortable than having to go out every two hours and move your car? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which know? people do. Yeah, yeah I see but them do it all the time. You know, if you could, if you could park your car knowing it's safe and seagull free, um, <laughs> that's a really good point. <laughs> and, and and you could grow gardens on top if you wanted to. You wouldn't have to yeah. necessarily, y- you know, it, it could be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about a how about a, a field of pumpkins on the top or that's trees? You know, <laughs> prune tr- uh, You know, apple plum. Etc. That'd be Martha's all about the edible, edible, edible landscaping. It comes up all the time. I'm so with you, but for some reason, it's a hard sell for people. They're like, they're putting in trees. Why won't you put in an apple tree? (laughs) And and the the (laughs) assumption is that you have to look after it. No, you just need to appreciate it. The birds will appreciate it. You know, um, everybody will appreciate. Everybody it. will appreciate it. You get you get flowers in the spring. You get you know uh, leaves I and shade and so on. And then you get fruit and then you get leaves and it's still beautiful. So I future counselors. I lived in this <laughs> town my whole life, and it was the first time I was walking down Water Street during <laughs> the summertime, and I noticed along the fence there was uh, blackberries. I think yep. that grow down there, yep. and I'm like. W- why are there blackberries here? And it's just right across Water Street. And I noticed them all just growing. That's and Nick out playing Pokemon. He's that, finding all exactly kinds of stuff about going. the town. I'm finding all <laughs> kinds of stuff about the town. But <laughs> one night when that was happening, they were blooming. And there was a guy down there picking them, a bag full of blackberries. Oh, and eating them as you go. I and yeah, and they're like five bucks for a little thing at the grocery store. Exactly, right? I and I they are growing right and in town. And they're, they're growing and they haven't been... They haven't been fertilized. They haven't been, been sprayed. Nope. They're, you know. They're just growing. They're just growing. Yep. And I saw f- five or six people, and they all had buckets and so and were filling them. Yes. Yep. It, um, I, I was putting something in the trash down by the sewage treatment plant the other day, and a, a little... Um, Crab apple bopped me. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think I was like Newton or anything like that. But it was. It was kind of neat because, oh my goodness, there's a tree and it's a crab apple oh. tree and it's right there. there. There are two yeah. of them. Um, I I do not understand why, as you said, it's it seems to be a tough sell. We've got, we've got fields. Why don't we plant pumpkins? They're good for us. That the the fruit of the. It, it, 
the flesh is good to eat, and it'd be wonderful for Halloween and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or watermelon. <laughs> I, you know what I would love to see in the town? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very pregnant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for our listeners, I'm looking at my belly. I have been trying to find registered child care facilities that meet my expectations for child care and are within walking distance of my home and work. And there is only one and they have a quite a long wait list. And I'm not saying anything against that facility, nope. but there must be a demand. I don't There's <laughs> a huge demand, <laughs> but but it's expensive. I, I've been involved with or I used to be involved with young moms and um, it it's expensive to set it up as a registered one because you have to meet criteria. Thank Which goodness you have criteria. to meet. Yeah, the, the criteria, criteria is important. important to me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And and uh, a lot of times what happens is you find a neighbor um, who's willing to look after your child. Uh, that's fine, but your baby is like. 14 months old maybe if you're lucky and and you haven't had to go back to work right away um and then if you go to pick the the child up early you discover that there's five or six kids who got off the school bus and they're ranging in age from grade primary level to grade six level mm. so there's your baby you know and in a in an, uh, a, a you know, very loving environment, perhaps, but it, not it it's not level. what you want. It's not it's not the care level that you're looking well for. I did, I'm not sure if this how common knowledge this is, but my master's that I just completed, my my master's thesis looked at child care facilities, and the how we plan for them and the accessibility of them, so that uh, everybody, whether you're environmentally conscious or or you have uh, your low income that you can access a child care facility with good child care for your child, whether you're doing it walking, biking on, on, on the bus, and and where we're actually placing those facilities and what's around them, essential services and workplaces, that kind of thing. So that was what I did, and I looked at. Um, I, I tried to recruit all of the childcare facilities <laughs> in HRM. I got about 80 that I uh, managed to speak with and actually interact with the people who went there. But as part of that, I got to see all these really amazing childcare facilities <laughs> where they specialize in the care of ch children from certain ages, children with disabilities, where they have these absolutely incredible facilities and I had in my head that's where my kid's gonna go I yeah. had already picked out the facility my child was gonna go to before I moved to Yarmouth <laughs> <laughs> and it was in it's in Halifax yes <laughs> and so and I never really occurred to me when I took this job and moved here that that wasn't those weren't options here some years ago the business and professional women uh, conducted a survey at the hospital um, with an idea to perhaps uh, a um, a hospital daycare um, and the we did have people who were interested in in setting one up but very quickly uh, it became the the requirement for the equipment alone was was significant mm -hmm. uh, and and at a hospital it's going to have to be 24 hours uh, so 
you know, you're well, going to... Well, that's, that's the other thing. What yeah. about parents that work night shifts? What are their choices for child care? It's very, very difficult. And and 85% of the people who worked at the hospital were very keen on having workplace child care there. However, when the the uh, company that was interested in establishing it, the people actually, and they were prepared to incorporate, just finally said to us, look, it's going to cost us a quarter of a million dollars in order to provide a facility, or, you know, in order to provide the service to, to purchase the insurance, to purchase the equipment, to mm-hmm. staff it for the times that it would need to be staffed. And frankly, we can't charge enough to to warrant that expenditure. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if there was ever if it was ever taken into consideration because I know that with the hospital we have trouble recruiting yes. um, knowledgeable doctors and nurses and people to come on to that staff that that we need in this area and it's one of those things I'm sure. Um, that if you talk to the general public, they would bring up the hospital and the services they That's expect right, to have sure. in this area. If I was a, I mean, I got recruited to Yarmouth before I was thinking about having a family, but if I was a young professional, top of my field, and I could go anywhere, and I was being asked to move to Yarmouth, and I was planning on having a family or had a young family, the first thing I would do is look at childcare options available to me. And if I didn't find them, then that would scratch that place off my list. In, in the, uh, we, did, we did that survey twice. The first time, uh, it went to the, um, the board, and apparently the result or the reaction to the idea of even conducting the survey was, well, what if what if the baby was sick then the parents would be coming down and 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 uh, they wouldn't be doing their job and we're going but if the baby's sick and it's on site you're more likely <laughs> you to stay you don't have than any leave. worries you yeah. know it, um it it was it's difficult so our attitudes really need to to change and that's the service thing you know we we've got to look at that uh if if you have a um a possibility of a major employer <coughs> interested in in establishing something in t- in Yarmouth, we desperately need them to include perhaps uh, child care, especially if they're building a new building. Yes. Now I th- I think that that is part of the plan. Now that I I say that I don't know if it'll be in my time frame for needing child care, right. but. I do think that that's something that is being thought about. But it needs to be being thought about lots more than exactly. it has been, you know. And and uh, we have had some very, very good ones. The the uh, school board at one point had uh, a daycare available for students. But, and and it was marvelous because if there was a subsidy, then... Sometimes it was a half a day and so on. And these were adults. They weren't necessarily adult students, but very quickly uh, other professionals Uh took the places. Mm. I thought of my one word. (laughs) What is it, Nick? Events. Events. I I was so thrilled with the switch events that have taken place over the last couple of months. The C-Fest, the car cruise. The shutdown of Main Street. I the think rib fest. Rib mm-hmm. fest was absolutely was amazing. Was a pregnant lady's dream. <laughs> uh, the events that I have very much enjoyed after rib after, <laughs> the, after <laughs> the morning sickness phase, right? Yeah. 
all of the <laughs> events that taken place over the summer that we've had, I'd like to see more of that throughout the next four years and expand on that and make it bigger and better. Me too. Now, do you want to see that as a municipal um, commitment or like uh, as your municipal leaders funding that kind of thing? Or yeah. would you rather see them encourage and support? Maybe not the funding, but but encourage and support and make it more open. Oh, for sure. We're losing Kenny's. Gotta go. We're probably. I don't even know what time it is. We're probably. It's, yeah, it's, it's about it's time it's to wrap it's up. Quarter, actually, it's quarter after three. Do you have any final words? No, that's no. Fine. He's <laughs> exiting. I get an appointment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Thank you for coming. Thanks a lot, Ken. See you later. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Ken. I yeah. know events and bars for young people I've, I've got the young perspective maybe i won't yeah. once my baby's born but i would love to see somewhere like with live music and places where you could go have a drink and like like a well but during the summer that's a possibility is it not on the on the waterfront absolutely well, a little yeah. bit but i mean, I mean it, it feels like you're going to the same place <laughs> like yeah. a variety oh. you want a variety of of things yeah. yeah but the events that have taken place over the summer, I want to see more of that, and maybe more different events, new ideas. Mm. New I stuff would to love to see a truck parade like they had. Was it in Bedford or Dartmouth or some places having a, a truck parade? They have one in Campbell River, British Columbia. And of course, it's logging trucks and and whatnot. But you know, they they gussy them all up and do it. Uh, I think Santa Claus comes on a truck, hmm. um, but. It, it it's a it's a sort of a winter cooler weather kind of thing and and uh that's just because i really like trucks <laughs> <laughs> i saw a volvo truck this this summer oh my it was so beautiful <laughs> nice. um any but you know i mean we've got trucks that work here there's all kinds of trucks fire the sorry <laughs> fire trucks and and uh, ambulance trucks and uh, fish trucks. We might be able to incorporate that in the car crews eventually, right? I I another I night. She I thinks this could be its own event. I, I, I think she's so excited. Her hands be, are waving. I think it should like be its own event. And yeah. and uh, and I guess one of the things I'm thinking is I love the flatbeds where they 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 put the the backhoe up on it and then yeah. the backhoe it looks like it's kneeling. The, yeah. They 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 curl the the bucket underneath. And it's cool to see, isn't you it? You know, it, it's all neat. Um, I used to, oh, confessions of <laughs> a grandmother. I used to take my grandkids, and we'd find a, a truck that was unloading vehicles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we'd, we'd watch and sort of figure out which tr which car was going to come off next or which yep. half ton was going to come off next. Those trucks, they're amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just strikes me that, Trucks, I think little boys would like trucks. And I think some little girls like me would like trucks. It's a neat idea yeah, for an event. I don't see why you not. Know? More and events. Yeah, that's my just word. lots of things will encourage yeah. and make it happen. Yeah. And we've got a lot of the policies in place now to actually, anybody who has an idea to do something to like do that. To do something like that. They yeah. can. They can, yeah. There was a promise of a food truck event. 
at one Ooh. point, and that hasn't happened yet. Well, with the I'd success like of Ribfest, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah I obviously. think so. Yeah. Obviously, people like to eat. It, people and like to eat, and it, and it becomes an event. When you make something an event, people will go to it. That's mm-hmm. a small town. Yeah, they community. set it aside. They yeah. set it aside, yeah. and, and everybody goes to it over the weekend or whatever. So. And you asked about uh, amalgamation. I prefer shared services. <laughs> but um, you know what? I think it's because we're coming from living in a town perspective, in the town perspective. And I think, I think anybody who lives in the town that thinks amalgamation would help them is very wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> and and yeah. and many, you know, we have many people who work in the town who live in the municipality. But if if the municipal unit where you live is looking after the living conditions for you, then that's appropriate. But certainly there are shared services that we should be doing every chance we can. Do you think the planning services should be shared? (laughs) No. curious? No, because there's a different, there's a a vastly different... um, uh, Context. Thank you. Context. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Primarily in the municipality of the District of Yarmouth, you're looking at residential. Um, we're looking at residential and services and, you know, businesses and so on, and, and God bless the ferry. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's something that can only grow. Yeah, exactly. All right. Ready to wrap things up? I think so. This went, We went longer than I thought we would today. Oh. Um, so that's all for today. Uh, I wanted to let all our listeners know that great places in Canada – um, and I'm pretty sure that that's the website, greatplacesincanada.ca. Frost Park, our own Frost Park, has been nominated as a great place in Canada. And if we win, we get all the publicity and a little plaque to say that we're one of the greatest places in Canada. Um, and this is done by the Canadian Institute of Planners. So it's kind of an exciting um, thing. So we're in the lead right now. But if you're listening to this, go to the website and cast your vote. Uh, because that would be really exciting if we won. That'd be little really Yarmouth yeah, little competing, would be competing cool. against places all over Canada. So. Yeah. Yes. One of the great places in Canada. Yeah. Well, it's we a pa- know it. It's a great public space. Is that it? Yes. I think that's the category it's Yeah, under. that's what it is. Is that what it's called? Yeah, great public? Yeah, yeah. It's public space. Pl- well, the, the, pub- the competition space. is great places in yeah. Canada. And then Frost Park is nominated as a great public space. Um, yeah. So go cast your vote. That's... It is a great spot. Yarmouth is a great spot. It is. Yarmouth is wonderful. If you're not from Yarmouth and you're listening, you should come visit us. I notice we have listeners from all over the world. Do we really? We do. <laughs> we have like regular listeners from like UK and all over the place. Some from the States. Yep. Should we be yeah. practicing saying hello in different languages? <laughs> I don't see why not. Oh, well, there. So only better better (laughs) ourselves. (laughs) Let's learn some new languages. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) with that, I guess, (laughs) this this was Planning on the Edge, a podcast presented to you by the Town of Yarmouth's Planning Advisory Committee. A new episode will be shared each month. Listen in as our Planning Advisory Committee learns about the world of municipal planning in the Town of Yarmouth. A big thank you shout out to Nick Doucette, who no is uh, a regular and <laughs> does all our tech support. Um, and thank you to Rain Over St. Ambrose for letting us use their song Broken Love as our intro and outro music. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.